This is Mary Detours Paust, and you're listening to Lifelines, where we are learning to be spiritual beings living in a material world. How's everybody doing today? It's good to be back, as usual. Big break between podcasts. Bear with me. We'll get there eventually, but I really appreciate you tuning in today. So here we are at the start of Lent, and I thought for this first week we'd talk about the connection between the heart and the head, and how that all plays into this journey of the spirit in Lent. When we have such big spiritual goals, such high spiritual hopes, and we have all the best intentions. And yet, even now, a few days in, we may be feeling our resolve starting to weaken. Maybe we've already broken our Lenten promise. Maybe we're feeling like we're going through the motions, but we're just not doing something that is bringing us closer to God. And I'm here to tell you, that's okay. Be gentle. Go easy on yourself. This is not some sort of race to the finish. This is the spiritual journey, and it's not easy. And we're going to make slow and steady progress. And I say progress in quotes because it's really not how we want to look at our spiritual journey. And yet it's sort of our human way of looking at everything. So we want to feel like we're making this progress, like we're growing closer to God. We're starting to get it on a deeper level. And yet we're just people. We're humans. We're not gods. And so there's going to be a lot of struggles. And it's okay if sometimes we don't win what win at those struggles. If we sometimes falter, maybe even fall, have to get back up, it's okay. So I'm here to just be with you on the journey and to remind you that the head and the heart don't always like to agree on things. In theory, they do, but reality can be a lot more challenging, whether in transcendent spiritual matters or those mundane moments of everyday life. I can get up every single morning and know that the best thing for me to do is to go directly to my meditation cushion, spend some quiet time in prayer with God, maybe just go pour myself a single cup of coffee and do some journaling, skip social media, have a healthy breakfast, maybe go for a walk, all those good things that I know are good for my soul, my physical heart, my spiritual heart, my body. And yet more often than not, I just go directly to that coffee pot, pour way too many cups of coffee, skip the walk, watch stuff going by in social media that only serves to take me farther away from my center. So I know how that is. It's like the head knows the healthy routine that could turn my life around But the rest of me prefers those comforts that kind of soothe me. And so we choose what I like to call the well-worn path in the carpet of our soul. And we take the familiar route rather than the one that might take a little more effort and require a little more spiritual digging and a little more discipline because we're putting up with a lot of stuff and we're facing a lot of things in our world today. It's not an easy world. There's a lot of stuff coming at us. And it's okay 
to feel like you just need to go easy on yourself sometimes and just be with God. Be with God wherever you are. You don't have to do acrobatics, spiritual acrobatics. You can just show up and talk to God like you would your spouse or your parent or your best friend. Talk to God in the car as you're driving. Talk to God when you're walking the dog. Talk to God when you're folding the laundry. The prayer moments can come any time of day. No matter what you're doing, there's that opportunity to connect with God. So when maybe you struggle to get through whatever it is you've promised, the rosary or daily mass or meditation or whatever it is that you've got in your head, and those are great things and definitely strive for those things. But when you can't do it, when you falter, when it's too much, just connect with God in any way you can in the mundane moments of your life. Prayer, even those everyday moments of prayer, are the common thread that bring together the head and the heart. So we can make promises and vows and write lists of goals, but none of it will hold any weight unless they're grounded in prayer. God first, God alone. Once we make that our path, all the other things start to fade away and we will be in sync with ourselves and with God. But again, when I say it has to be grounded in prayer, that prayer can be happening in the midst of your life. I was thinking recently about my relationship with God and I can't even say sometimes that God feels separate from any moments of my life. I just feel like God is around me at all times. And sometimes I'm better at recognizing God's presence and being grateful for that presence. Sometimes I'm aware of the fact that this gift is right there, that God's presence is constant. And I'm aware of the fact that I'm ignoring it or choosing something lesser, or just not making the time that I should. And sometimes I'm aware, and I just feel so humbled and grateful and full of joy in my heart. So as you head into this first full week of Lent, take a look at those promises that you've made for this season. And see if maybe They were like completely unrealistic. You know, I always say if you can't find 10 minutes in each day to pray or spend time with God, making a commitment for an hour of adoration or a daily mass, those are great things. But if you couldn't find 10 minutes before, it might be hard to make that giant leap. So be realistic about what you want to do and maybe just take a smaller step forward. Okay, maybe you can't get to daily mass every day. Can you get there twice a week, once a week? Maybe you can't get to the rosary every single day, or you can't do it when you wanted to. Can you do it while you ride in your car? Can you use an app like Hello? Can you um, listen to something on the radio that's spiritual for you or a podcast or an audible book or something like that? 
that will feed your spirit while you're doing one of these other things that you have to do. So look at your life. I'm a great one for making giant lists. And I always say, um, you know, if there, if Lent was a test, I would fail it because I'm always making enormous lists of things I'm going to do. And I'm usually, you know, barely out of the church on Ash Wednesday and, and struggling. So I've learned as I've gotten older to um, pack lighter and find things that I might actually be able to do. So for example, this Lent, I was trying to decide what I would give up or what I would do. So um, just about 300 days ago, it will be 300 days tomorrow, um, I gave up alcohol. I felt it wasn't serving me, and so I cut it out. And I was a big red wine drinker. It was one of my favorite um, little things to do, share a glass of wine with my husband, have a nice glass of wine when I go out. But I just really felt it wasn't serving me, and so I gave it up. So Lent rolled around, and it was like, well, what am I going to give up? Because that seemed like the bigger thing. I thought about giving up coffee. Now, again, I love my coffee. And I thought, well, am I going to do that? Am I realistically going to stick with that? And so instead of giving up the coffee, I sort of attached something to this habit. So instead, I decided that I would meditate or pray in silence with God, be in the presence of God for 15 minutes every morning before I have my cup of coffee. So that's what I'm trying to do. I come to my little prayer space. I sit down. I meditate. I talk to God. I spend 15 minutes with God. Then I go downstairs and get my coffee and my spiritual journal, and I make some notes and try not to just dive right into social media, which is not just a personal thing, but also a work thing. So I try to like push that off a little bit. And I have my other things that I do, like not snacking between meals because I'm also a great snacker. So that's kind of my little food thing that I added in there. But for me, I know how important that prayer time is in terms of my spiritual life and my mental health, as well as my spiritual health, and just my overall joy and uh, gratitude attitude in my in my daily life. And so there's no doubt that adding in those 15 minutes of prayer with God at the first thing every day is going to have a greater impact on my life than skipping the coffee. So um, look at your life honestly and see where it is you feel like you got to stretch a little bit and where it is you feel like you could maybe um, use your Lenten offering, sacrifice to expand your uh, spiritual, sort of like your spiritual horizon, bring you closer to God, and maybe form a habit that will last beyond the end of Lent. So for example, if I gave up coffee for Lent, there's no way I'm giving up coffee forever. And that's okay. Some people give up beer or wine or coffee or social media. Those are things that people do. That's great. But for me, I'm trying to do what um, this wonderful Trappist monk had tried to instill in me years ago, Father John Utes Bamberger, who tried to get me to do a nightly 30-minute session with God, in the presence of God, every single night. And I did it for almost two months, and then I fell off that habit, and it's been hard to bring it back. But I know how transformative it was. 
And so my hope is that this practice that I bring into my life during Lent will continue long after Lent is done. And the process will mean that I move a little bit closer to where I want to be in my relationship with God and probably with others, because that prayer doesn't just impact our life with God, it impacts our relationship with ourselves and our relationship with other people. So that prayer piece is like a non-negotiable. So we have to find those ways of praying, even in our busy lives. So we can give up all the chocolate, all the wine, all the social, all of the stuff in our lives. But if we don't add in that prayer part, it's going to be really hard to stay with those hopes and those goals and those sacrifices, right? So giving up chocolate or um, snack, not giving up snacking without that prayer, that's just like a diet. That's not a Lenten sacrifice. So we have to link the prayer to the sacrifice. We have to link the prayer to the charity, to the almsgiving, because otherwise those things are just philanthropy and diets, right? Or some other form of, of cutting back. So the prayer is the thing at the heart of it that will connect the head and the heart, and that will connect our heart to the heart of God. So as we head into this first full week of Lent, take a look at what you're doing. Be gentle with yourself. Give yourself a break if things are not going as you had hoped and planned. Turn back to God, right? We heard that this past week on Ash Wednesday. Turn back to me with your whole heart. Because God is kind, and God is merciful, and God is relenting in punishment, and God is gracious, and God is waiting for you. Not waiting for you to punish you, waiting for you to welcome you, and to love you, and to finally convince you that you are a beloved creation, and that you are wonderful just the way you are. And we do these things for Lent to strengthen our relationship with God, to move deeper and further along on this spiritual path. And God is just waiting for us there as if to say, what took you so long? I say that as if I know God personally. Okay, I do know God personally. We all know God personally if we take the time to hang out with God. So take the time to hang out with God. That's the bottom line. That's the takeaway from today's little chat. Take the time to sit with God wherever it is, your car, your kitchen, your living room, your office, outside as you're walking along. Just take time somewhere to be in God's presence, to thank God for something in your life every single day, and to listen. Take the time to listen And that requires a little bit of silence. And that's another topic. So we'll talk about that more some other time. Put yourself in God's presence, even if it's just for five minutes every day. Spend some time with God and watch your heart and head move into synchronicity. And when that happens, suddenly everything starts to sync up in your life. So give it a try. And if you have a chance... Send me an email and let me know how your Lent is going and if these practices are helping at all. And we'll try and check back in the weeks ahead. And I promise, I promise I will get back here to you. I will not leave you hanging 
for the rest of this Lenten season. Thank you for your patience and for joining me on the podcast. This is Mary Turris Paust, and you've been listening to Lifelines, where we are striving to be spiritual beings living in a material world. Peace, love, and every good thing. <laughs>